is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to your Tuesday show. It is September 3rd. What's up? This is Fantasy Football Today. Who's drafting tonight? Me. Yeah. I, I, I've never stopped drafting. Are, are you drafting tonight? Uh, I have some. I have a slow draft. Uh, all right. I don't really count that. Jamie is off tonight, not drafting. I am drafting tonight. I am excited. Two more drafts to go. Almost week one time, so we're going to talk a little week one. Like Jason Witten. Jason Witten, top five tight end this week? Top three. <laughs> top three. Okay, yeah. No, top 300. Top some wacky streamers for you. Uh, also, some bold predictions. Your emails at fantasyfootballcbsi.com and your fill in the blank. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at Dave Richard, singular, at Jamie Eisenberg, he's J A M E Y, and at Adam Azer, A I Z E R. All right. Also at Heath Cummings SR and at Yards Per Gretch. Uh, there are some more Twitter handles. Hey, I got a quick, uh, quick segment called Ownership Alert. You tell me what you think about these ownership percentages. Marquise Lee is owned in more leagues than Marquise Goodwin. Lee is 49% owned and Goodwin is 43% owned. Yeah, I don't get that at all. I'm not stupid. I'm not I'm not buying into Marquise Lee. I'd rather have Goodwin. Yeah. I'd rather have Damian Willis than Marquise Lee. Oh, that Who's was the, Damian the Willis. Sleeper you gave. Somebody asked. Yeah, the sleeper you gave last week. The sleeper, yes. He's going to start for the Bengals to begin the year. He's six foot two and he's fast and he's good at contested catches. Put him in your Twitter handle. No, nah, I've already got Darren Waller there. Okay. Uh, ownership alert number two. Mike Davis is only owned in 10% of leagues. What do you think about that? Mike Davis, 10% owned. Um, I mean, he probably served to be a little bit more owned, but, you know, third running back on a, on a good running team comparatively to maybe a second running back on some other teams. I mean, there there are... I'm doing the first run of waiver wire today, and Mike Davis is on the list. I have him at 12. percent I don't know where you're seeing, but uh, you know there there are some guys that are in that same range that I'd still rather have. Okay, I I honestly think it's like ownership. T.J. Yeldon's at 10. percent I'd rather have T.J. Yeldon than Mike Davis right now. You would. Yeah. Now we have a question about T.J. Yeldon and Justin Jackson is 62 percent owned. Justin Jackson 62 percent owned. I feel like he should be 80 percent owned. I've I've gotten a lot of questions on Twitter about should I drop Darwin Thompson for Justin Jackson, and my answer to that question is as long as Melvin Gordon's away, the answer is hell yeah. Yeah. All right. So Justin Jackson, if he's out there in your leagues, I mean that's definitely someone that you you want to be taking a look at. We got three sponsors today. We got FanDuel, of course, getting ready for FanDuel. FanDuel.com/slash/fft. We got SeatGeek. Basically, all you have to do is like just go to any website, just type in FFT and see if it works. But SeatGeek will work. Uh, on the app, you can use the promo code FFT on the website as well. You save 10 bucks on your first purchase. And it's stamps.com. All right, so everything you do at the post office, you can do online at stamps.com. Go to stamps.com. Amazing offer. A four-week trial and free postage. Click on the microphone on stamps.com and enter FFT. Let's get some big news here. We'll get to the Redskins running backs. If you missed the headline there, we'll tell you about that. Damian Williams is going to start. And did you take anything away from what Andy Reid had to say about LaShawn McCoy and basically the backfield yesterday? 
You know, um, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess to a degree, I think. I, I still think Damian Williams is going to be the guy. Andy Reid kind of made it clear. He said he trusts LaShawn McCoy. That that means a lot. It means that that's why he paid him a lot of money. He wanted to have a running back that he could count on. Is LaShawn McCoy insurance in case Damian Williams screws up? Absolutely. Is he going to step in right away, less than a week from signing with the team, or about a week from signing with the team, and be the lead back for the Chiefs over Williams? I'm going to say no. And There's I also no way he's going to be think, the lead back. No. Like he's and, going to take away enough production from Damian Williams to ruin what Damian Williams could be. He's going to take away enough production from Darwin Thompson to ruin what Darwin Thompson could be. And as we talked about on CBS Sports HQ yesterday, there is a good chance that LaShawn McCoy could eventually become the lead running back there. It's a small chance, but it's a chance. And so if you're still drafting Damian Williams, the earliest you should consider taking him is round four. The earliest. If you take him before that, it's a big, big mistake. I agree with you. Was there the same type of chance of Darwin overtaking Damian before LaShawn? No, signed? but there's three guys now. This was. Oh, I get it. I this get was it. the it, any conversation we had about Carlos side. This is that on a little bit of steroids because baby M- steroids. McCoy is saying. better than Hyde right now. And the familiarity with Andy Reid speaks volumes. The money that they paid him is something you have to factor in. And so it's all these things that are working against what Damian Williams could be. Now, McCoy may get hurt. We've seen that happen to him. McCoy may still stink at 31 years old. Mm -hmm. But you have to build in all of this to what Damian Williams was going to be and now where he is now. Now, he could still blow away LaShawn McCoy and they could just use him as— It could be as simple uh, as LaShawn McCoy just not being what Andy Reid remembered him as. Or it could be, you know what? I know what this guy can do because I coached him once upon a time. And I know that I trust him, and I know that in key spots he's not going to let me down. So I'm going to go with Osama McCoy over Damian Williams, and the career backup for five years is back to being the career backup for five years again. I think he's got to fall into that, though. But I agree. Round four on Damian Williams, and not even a great starting option in non-PPR this week. In any format this week. Uh, yeah, oh, I know. PPR, I think he'll be okay. He's not a great starting option. He's okay. No. He's, you're right. He's not great. He's okay. No. Yeah, he In is. PPR, you don't think he's okay, Jamie? No, no, because there is the uncertainty of what McCoy could be. Okay. All right. Good. Well, I look forward to debating this. Uh, well, would you start? Um, would you start David Montgomery over a Chiefs running back? Yes. Yeah. Would you start Aaron Jones over a Chiefs running back? No, they're in the same range for me. Both no. Would you start Tariq Cohen over a Chiefs running back? No. I uh, I would start Williams over him. I, yeah, I would start. Well, when you Cohen. say Chiefs running back, you mean it, it, right? I'm starting Cohen over Lashawn. You can't. You can't start Lashawn McCoy. Sir. All right, all right. So you'd start Tariq Cohen over Lashawn McCoy, but not over. But not. Oh wait, you'd start Tariq Cohen over Lashawn McCoy, but not over Damian yes. Williams. Or yes, over Damian Williams. No, I, no. I, was, I was. I'm sorry. I was answering as if you were just referring to Damian. Williams. All right, I, I understand. All right, uh, Jason Garrett did not say when Ezekiel Elliott had to be signed to be ready for Week One. Uh, they got the Giants in week one. This is what our Patrick Walker said of CBS Sports. The only thing that remains to be ironed out is the structure of how the cash will be paid out, and that's the only aspect left that could potentially sideline the discussion. There remains a strong chance that's the on- uh, that Elliott walks into the team's headquarters in Frisco come Monday afternoon or at some point on Tuesday. He wrote this yesterday. The latter being an off day for the Cowboys before they begin their second practice on Wednesday. Still, and understandably so, the team is reportedly frustrated after not getting a definitive yes from Elliott on Sunday afternoon following positive talks on Saturday. So, 
it is what it is. I mean, I don't want to keep harping on it, but I think we have to. If you're still drafting, when when would you draft Zeke? Fourth overall. Yep. When do you expect him to play? No later than week two. Okay. Uh, Melvin Gordon does not plan to report for week one. Has anything changed since we last talked about Melvin Gordon? I don't think so. I mean, you know, you just have to realize that if you draft him, you're taking a significant risk of not risk of not having him for potentially the first ten weeks of the season. Darius Geis is going to get more carries than Adrian Peterson. Jay Gruden said, as far as the carries go, the offense will run through Darius Geis. What did that mean to you guys? It means that Jay Gruden is smart. Right, <laughs> but but what, like, it's what does it mean for, for Geis' fantasy? The comment value? didn't change how I view anything in Washington. Okay. Um. Well, how then? How do you view it? How do you view it? I it changed a little I think bit for Darius me. Geis, Darius guys <clears throat> is a borderline starter, better off as a flex, a guy that you should take as a third running back in the Devin Singletary, Miles Sanders range. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Round six is 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 well within the conversation for him. I mean, look, Adrian Peterson got a thousand yards out of this team. Yeah, but so, it was an ugly thousand yards. So what? So what? Most of the time, you started Adrian back, Peterson as a third running back. I, I just think I Geis hear so I hear much, round six for Darius Geis, and I I get the Geis has so much more upside than what David. Oh, David I agree, Peterson. I agree. But well, I don't the know. The problem if he's is is that is he going to separate himself from the other two guys enough to be useful? Now, I do think that uh, in Jay Gruden's comment, also he said that they're going to use him on all three downs. Um, that would be a little bit of a surprise with what Chris Thompson does and has been able to do as a third down back. But I still think that if Geis hits, it's a big hit. Now, that, I don't want to take him in round six, but I think that's the, the spot you have to start to consider him, depending on how running backs come Where do you want to take him? Let's round see if seven. we agree on this. No, I'm, it's a little too soon for me, too. So you're round eight on him, which would be like in the 90s. Basically. I am. I'm probably, I'm probably not going to get Darius Geis in many leagues. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's fact, a horrible offense, but he is a really good talent. Oh, I meant to look up. Let me see what I can. So, so okay, you know what? Let's, let's do this. Let's look up in non-PPR the top like 20 running backs last year and see how many of them were on like miserable offenses. Uh, let's just take do this now. Yeah, we're going to do this now. It's going to be really fun. Here we go. It didn't take long to pull it up. Um, Saquon. Okay. It is taking long. No, Saquon was on the 17th ranked offense last year. The Redskins would not be that. That'd be uh, the bottom half. Last time I checked, right? Yeah. Bottom half. He, the lowest that the number one running McCaffrey and, and Barkley were both like the team scored about the same amount of points. The, that's like the, the lowest in like six or seven years um, in terms of scoring offense for the number one running back in PPR. I do need a little bit I've more time. So we'll, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So Adrian Peterson finishes the number 16 running back in non-PPR. He had six games with 10-plus in fantasy, including three with over 20, and that's okay. non-PPR. So yeah. got off to a great start a lot of the, A lot of them on your bench, I think, unfortunately. Came up. Yeah, he did. That's part of the problem. Um, above, How many guys are you taking in the round six through eight range that are weekly starters for you at the running back position? At the well, at the running back position, not many. That's but the point. Tight end. Well, that's a good well, question, though. Tight end. I think those guys are going round five. But wide receiver, I can get a really good number three receiver. I can get a Absolutely. stud quarterback. Uh, un- understood. But if you're, I'm not it, reaching for guys, that that's not early. reaching. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It, to me, it feels like it's reaching. No, it's not. All right. Um, no, there aren't a lot, Adam. As I go and look through the top twenty, a lot of the Joe Mixon, you'd probably say, was on a bad offense. I don't know statistically where they finished. 
We are talking they about were ahead I, or behind. probably one of the two worst offenses in football with the Redskins, right? 100%. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they'd be right there with Miami. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, he could definitely be top 15 because Peterson was 16. Um, I don't think he could be top 10. Most likely, no. But if you if you thought he was going to be top ten, you take him in the first five rounds. Well, I think, but I think Miles Sanders could be top ten in a best case scenario. He, he yeah, sure. You know, if, like if, comparing if the two, right? Comparing the two, because like if you're talking about thinking about uh, guys in round six, then now you're starting to approach. I know you say you don't want him there, but considering him there, now you're starting to approach Miles Sanders territory, um, Duke Johnson territory, Devin Single Devin Singletary territory, right? So sure. I don't know. I just thought I'd, I'd group them together. I, is he behind all those guys? Would you take Singletary yes, or, or yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Would you take McCoy or Geis? Geis. What'd you say, Jamie? I didn't hear you. Geis. Geis. We all agree on Geis over Shady. All right. Jordan Reed not practicing. But can you really make a? Can you, I'm, I'm sorry. Can yeah. you really make an argument for uh, Kenyon Drake over Geis? Oh, in PPR. Yes, because I a, a significant argument that there's that much difference between the two guys. No, I think it's that range. Right, right. I've got Drake two spots ahead of Geis in my non PPR. If, if Geis both real close. If Geis had no pedigree, if he were just like, oh, he's the starting running back, I wouldn't care. But there's we haven't really seen a lot. There's a chance he's really good, right? I mean, right. So yeah, okay. Uh, okay, Jordan Reed's still not practicing at Philadelphia this week, so he's still in the concussion protocol, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Seattle re-signed Jerron Brown. Remember, Heath was like, oh, yeah, I feel better about DK Metcalf because they cut Jerron Brown. Well, they brought him back. But DK Metcalf did practice, so he has a chance to play against the terrible Bengals in Week 1. And most importantly, uh, a survey found that the Patriots, Cowboys, and Eagles are the most annoying teams in the NFL, uh, followed by Pittsburgh and Green Bay. And you can't help but look at that and say, well, these are pretty successful teams. New England, Dallas, Philadelphia... Pittsburgh, Green Bay, your five most annoying teams. Your five least annoying teams, Arizona, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Miami, and the Chargers. We're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we're reading some big-time emails, some fill-in-the-blank, bold predictions, NFL predictions, more news and notes, week one streamers, and we'll be right back. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, let's read some important emails. I'm going to keep putting the word important in the notes so I can learn how to say it better. Uh, from a lot of people, they've been asking this question. Should I drop Darwin Thompson? Don't drop him just to drop him. Make sure you're getting somebody who um, serves a better purpose for your fantasy team. One way to find out if you should drop him is go look at our preseason rankings, you know, the draft prep rankings. And if there's a player on waivers that's ranked higher than Darwin, 
you could conceivably make the switch. Okay. Hey, by the way, I, I, I keep forgetting to say this. Uh, if you're looking for our video this week on youtube.com slash fantasy football today or on all access, no video this week because the guys had to evacuate Florida basically. And, um, they're up in Connecticut. So just letting you know that I keep forgetting to mention it. And there you go. It's been mentioned from Jim. Where's Jim from? Jim is from Worcester, Mass. Are we overlooking TJ Yeldon in Buffalo? Would you rather stash Yeldon or Ito Smith standard scoring league? You could talk me into Yeldon now that he's the third back there in PPR over, over Ito Smith. I don't know if Ito's going to be an every down guy. If Freeman gets hurt. That, come on. Okay. There is no way I'm taking TJ Yeldon over Ito Smith. Ito Smith is going to get work and, and potentially some touchdowns. TJ Yeldon is only going to catch passes. There is no path to TJ Yeldon becoming an every down back. They'd have to have like a, they'd have to have two injuries. Whereas Ito Smith is one injury away from getting like maybe 12 carries a game for a much better offense. No way. And by the way, this is a standard scoring league, but this is an easy one. Yeld, uh, Ito Smith all the way over Yeldon. Okay. I'm, I'm totally with you. Non PPR. Fine. Even in PPR. I said PPR. Well, okay, Jamie, what would you do in PPR? Edo Smith or Yeldon? Oh, I mean, Edo Smith, just because there's, you know, it's going to take two injuries in Buffalo for TJ Yeldon to be a featured guy. It's going to take one injury in Atlanta for Edo Smith to be a featured guy. Edo will make your eyes bleed out. <laughs> that wasn't as good as E I E I do. And Yeldon will make you yelp for help. <laughs> yeah, how about neither of these guys? How about, uh, you know who's better than both these guys, Jamie? Adam. Dare Ogumbowale. No. I'd rather have him. I don't agree about either of these. Edo Smith is going to have a role. Edo Smith is like I don't like Edo Smith, but he's going to play. The only role play. he's on is the slow role. <laughs> okay. From Derek, I got Julio Jones in round one in a three receiver PPR league with a flex. I ended up getting Calvin Ridley at the end of round five. Do you think I could start both of them, or should I consider putting Ridley on the trading block early in the season? If you get some great return, sure. Yeah, like maybe take offers on Ridley after he has a big game. He might have one week one. Oh. Yeah, I know against Minnesota. I oh. said it. <laughs> Why would he have one week one? Because he won't see Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. And I think Allen is going to have to throw a decent amount. I'm still scared of Matt Ryan. I wouldn't use him this week and you're going to start Julio no matter what. So, but. so I think this is a philosophical question. Like if Julio Jones gets hurt and you own Calvin Ridley, you may just have a wide receiver one. Now, you know, you, obviously sure. you don't want Julio to get hurt, but if Julio Jones doesn't get hurt, but it, well, if Julio Jones gets hurt and you don't have Calvin Ridley, you're going to regret it. So I, I don't know. Like, do you do you want to own both of them, or would you rather diversify? I I don't know if I'd make it a point to try and get both of them in the draft, but it just sounds like round five, the best player that Derek liked was Ridley, and so he took him. Yeah. And there's going to be plenty of weeks where both are going to be good, but one will be significantly better than the other. That, right. We saw that a lot last year. Let's uh, let's promote a couple things here. CBS Sports HQ, big time CBS Sports HQ week. Every day, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, watch HQ on the CBS Sports app. And this week, we did a show last night from 8 to 9 p.m. We got another one tonight, Tuesday night. We got another one Wednesday night. It's draft prep. It's a little bit of week one talk. 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on HQ. So, yeah, just check it out. Download the CBS Sports app anywhere you can, whether it's a Roku, whether it's an Apple TV, Amazon Fire, whatever. Uh, and, and watch it. It's all free. And join our Facebook page, also free. Get your question posted there. Not everything will be posted, but a lot is getting posted, and you get some, uh, some feedback from our listeners. Just go to Facebook and type in Fantasy Football Today. 
Fill in the blank from our listeners. This is from Ryan Peterson. Ryan Peterson. I took Mahomes in round three and should feel blank. Great. Like a stud. You should feel fine about it. He's not going to be QB1 again. Uh, what do you mean he's not going to be QB1 not, again? I don't know. The field. You're going to take Deshaun Watson? I love the Dan Marino comparison. Dan Marino had his had like the, the most amazing season ever for a quarterback in his second year, and he never replicated it. And and that was the first of three straight years in which he led the NFL in touchdown passes. He was great, but he never replicated it. And that's what I expect from from Mahomes. Was he the number one fantasy I quarterback don't, probably, the year after? Probably. The year after, Mark Duper only played eight games, and Marino's numbers suffered a little bit. But the year after that, Marino had another massive year, but it was never as good as, what was it, 83? Five? Four. Four? Damn it. Never as good as 84. Fun uh, fact, Dan Marino loves Twizzlers. Really? I haven't had ooh, I haven't had Twizzlers in so long. Great movie theater candy, because you don't make like such a loud crunching noise to annoy everybody else, you know. All right. Instead, you just chomp on plastic. I Got love it. it. I love, Twizzlers are very good. From Pete Farmer, Sony Michelle will finish this season as blank. Uh, number twenty running back, top twenty running back in non PPR, top twenty five running back in PPR. Boom. Okay. From Mikey, blank will make me regret taking him in the first round. Le'Veon Bell. David Johnson. Greg Olson. Why did you take Greg Olson in the first round, Mikey? That was really <laughs> foolish. Ty Langston says, most likely candidate for the 2019 Alvin Kamara is... Is that based on Kamara's rookie year? Probably. Yeah, I think yes. that's what he's looking for. Last year, I, I wrote the story about finding the, the best number three running back on a team's roster. It was easy. It was Nick Chubb for me, and he became that guy. Uh, who is it this year? I got a candidate for you if you want someone. Dario Just straight up. Um, no, I was going to say Justice Hill. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's technically third on the depth chart, though. Um, I don't know that that it matters that much. Like, I wouldn't be that specific about it. I just like late round pick that can be can be amazing. Darwin Thompson. Mm, yeah, that could work. And I, I still think Ronald Jones. Adam. Uh, Okay. From Suddy, Melvin Gordon will come back week blank. 10. 10. From Ethan, best case scenario, Jimmy Garoppolo will have blank passing yards and blank touchdowns. 28 touchdowns, 4,400 yards. Yeah, that's a pretty good year. I mean,. I think for him to really pop, he's got to hit the 30 touchdown mark. That's been a problem but not, for him. That's not a top five year, Adam. No, it's 44 and 30. No, that's not a top five nope. year. That's a top 10 year. Yep. Derek so you Brown. Need, you need more than that from Garoppolo for your bold prediction. Yeah, I do. Derek Brown. Adam has top blank worst movie taste. Two. Five. <laughs> no. I, I, have not, I have not recommended one bad movie. Like, I just... That doesn't happen. Every movie I like is good. Recommend three movies right now. Okay. I'm in Connecticut. I've got nothing to do at night. I'm going to watch some movies. What am I watching? The Way, Way Back. It's awesome. Um, Prisoners. Those are the two that I always... This is my first two. Prisoners is great. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. But is that two, like, best picture? Is that not obscure enough? I don't know. I, I don't even know what those movies are. Prisoners is Hugh Jackman. His son gets kidnapped. It's Does he turn into the Wolverine? Basically. Uh, oh, like the that. Way Way Back is like a nice coming-of-age story um, with uh, Sam Rockwell. 
and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Also has Sam Rockwell. I believe he won Best Supporting Actor, and it's one of the best. It's probably the best movie I've seen in the last like five years. It's terrific. Uh, Thomas Davis says Blank will be a great buy low a few weeks into the season. Uh, you know who might be a good buy low is Aaron Jones. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm hopeful for Aaron Jones. They have a very tough schedule to start, and I think we can wrap it up with that. Well, let's read one more. The number one running back in week one is blank. Saquon Barkley? I don't see it. It's going to be someone else. Kamara. Chris Carson. Chris Carson. It could be Chris Carson. Uh, all right. It could be Tony Pollard. Thank you for your fill in the blanks. Guys, who are the players that you have the most shares of? Darren Waller. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> I got a lot of them. Matt Breida. I practice what I preach. Matt uh, okay. I got a lot of Cam Who's Newton. the first player Dave's going to cut after week one? Darren Waller. Darren, I'm not going to cut him after week one. I'm going to give him at least two weeks. Can't give up after one game. It is so crazy that you have this like Darren Waller tight end two strategy. He's, I'm just trying to find the next George Kittle, man. Yeah, I. that's the thing. Like I, I liked O.J. Detroit. Howard so much last year. and He's playing Detroit? Charles He's Clay? in Detroit. Oh, in Detroit. I liked O.J. Howard so much last year, and I and George Kittle made sense as possible breakouts, and I just don't know that that exists at tight end this year. You know, like an uber-talented guy that's got... But maybe it's Waller. I don't, oh, no, Hawkinson, I'd say, based on ADP. I'm getting like... I like I, him, too. If I, I were going it. to draft again, I would probably make it a point to draft. Oh, I, I have two drafts. I forgot. I'd probably make it a point to get T.J. Hawkinson. Like, I'm kind of into it. I took him in a keeper league draft with my last pick and I was thrilled to death because I get him in the, my last pick for kicker and defense, mm-hmm. nice. my 13th that's round selection. That's awesome. Wow. That's great. No, he's going to be Hawkinson is going to be an amazing tight end. Like he's one of a few prospects in this draft class that when you evaluated them, you knew they'd, they'd make the, he's going to be a pro bowler. Like so, he's going to be a very, very good player for Detroit. Let's do a startup dynasty draft right now. Who's the first, first pick? Saquon. No, no, Second no, no. I'm pick, sorry. I'm sorry. Ball. Rookie only. Rookie only. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> rookie only. Uh, rookie only draft is what I meant. Uh, I still would take Jacobs one. So if I get the first pick, that's where I'd go. Or if you're asking where would I take yeah. Hawkinson? Yeah, like, well, let's do two. the top five. You, you can make a case for Hawkinson four, three or four. Miles Sanders three after Montgomery. It yeah, depends how into your uh, into Singletary. I would say if you yeah Singletary's up there too. Yep. If you were to look at back. Look back at. I'll pull it up while you're talking. Um, a rookie only draft. Are you talking about like what the rookie only draft was like two months ago, like yep. before training camp? So and funny. Oh my gosh. Uh, how about our dynasty league where Nikhil Harry was the top three pick? Mm-hmm. Hawkinson was the top three pick in that Nikhil one. Nikhil Harry was the top three pick in almost every dynasty. And league. and we thought we thought at the time Hawkinson top three. That's kind of crazy. Nikhil Harry top three. I think Harry was second and Hawk was third. And I remember that because I had the fourth pick. It and, went. And I had Montgomery. And I was crazy about Paris Campbell. I made a huge trade to get early in round one. This was right after the Campbell NFL too. draft. So Josh Jacobs went one. Nikhil Harry two, which in a lot of leagues was the case. Yep. TJ Hawkinson three. David Montgomery four. Miles Sanders five. Paris Campbell to Dave six. DK Metcalf seven. Nicole Hardman eight. Marquise <laughs> Brown nine. Kyler Murray ten. I took Daryl Henderson at 11. I bet you can guess who took Hakeem Butler at 12. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, leave out the, I'll leave out the defensive guys. De- Devin Singletary went next. 
followed by Justice Hill, Debo Samuel, Noah Fant, Alexander Madison, A.J. Brown, Miles Boykin to Heath, Damian Harris, Benny Snell, Darwin Thompson, Andy Isabella. I took Deontay Johnson. You didn't have a second round pick, right? You I did not. I traded it. Uh, J.J. Ortega Whiteside. All right. And then, All right. So just read the top five again. Top five was Josh Jacobs, Nikhil Harry, T.J. Hawkinson, David Montgomery, and Miles Sanders. I mean, that's pretty good. It's a shame that Nikhil Harry's season's been derailed. It, it, I guarantee if you did the draft right now, again, it'd be probably the same four guys. Maybe Harry falls out of the top five, and you could put... Singletary. Probably Devin Singletary in there, too. Yeah. I think Darwin Thompson should be up there also, just because he could be the starter for them next year. And I got to say, like, this is why... Well, I mean, this isn't a great example, but not every draft was like that. But I don't really care. <laughs> I hate to say this. I don't really care what fantasy analysts have to say about rookie-only drafts like right after the NFL draft. I, I kind of believe that you as a fantasy owner should um, believe, like just get some conviction about somebody and take who you want. Because things we just don't have enough information. We just don't have enough information at that point. Things are going to change so much. So, I mean, I've been ridiculed for some picks that I've, I've just liked guys a lot more than other people have, and, and sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. But it, at that point, you were talking about players who have not played one single snap. We haven't seen them in the, in the preseason. We don't know how much the team likes them, and we're, and we're trying to guess. So, you know, rookie-only drafts, I feel like you, you have some freedom to do, to do what you want. I, obviously, well, I mean, you I think with Josh those type Jacobs. of drafts, you, you take talent and, and situation. Yes, I agree. I agree, but we don't we don't know talent that well. I mean, that's I guess kind of what well. I'm well, I mean, I mean, you're talking uh, about the the first few guys that were drafted. Jacobs was a first round pick, stepping into a no, good situation. They all make sense. They all make sense. I, I uh, let me. I, I don't want to kind of. Re- I we got a lot more to get to here. I want to get bold sure. predictions week one streamer. I'm sorry to derail things there. All right, we'll take another quick break on fantasy football today. We got more news and notes when we come back, plus our bold predictions for 2019. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. News and notes. The Colts signed Jacoby Brissett to a two-year, $30 million deal. Nikhil Harry is on IR, and the Patriots re-signed Demarius Thomas. They get Pittsburgh on Sunday night. Do you have any interest in Demarius Thomas? No. Deepest of leagues. Cincinnati. A, uh, wide receiver who's more of a tight end. Cincinnati left tackle Cordy Glenn is still in the concussion protocol, so he may not play. He's not even supposed to be their left tackle, but the guy that was supposed to be is out for the year. And Seattle's DST is only 39% owned, and they might just destroy That's it. it. Yep. Yeah. They should be owned. Absolutely. If you drafted the Texans, make the switch. Go get Seattle. They're going to crush Cincinnati in week one at Pittsburgh in week two. And then New Orleans at home in week three aren't great. But it's a better unit now than it was a week ago. Sure. Green Bay cornerback Kevin King may be able to play on Thursday, but he will not have a full workload. Jimmy Graham should play. He was limited with a finger injury. Trey Burton was limited in practice, so he might be able to play. Denver linebacker Todd Davis could play this week, which apparently would have quite an effect on their run defense. At Oakland, mm-hmm. uh, that's not a not an easy start for Josh Jacobs. Christian Kirk will return punts for those of you in those types of leagues. Robbie Anderson trending towards playing in Week One. Amari Cooper is likely going to play Week One, and Derek Henry will play Week One. Let's get bold, baby! Bold predictions, Jamie. Start us off with a bold prediction. 
just say one that I've been saying for weeks. Uh, Nick Chubb will be the number one running back in fantasy for the first eight weeks of the season. Okay. What about for the full season? Uh, we'll find out, but I'm looking for a hot start. So Nick Chubb could be should be a top five running back in non-PPR, yeah. top six in PPR. Dave? Bold prediction? Yes. Leonard Fournette will finish with over 1,500 total yards and 12 touchdowns. Yep. Yep, I like it. I saw him. We were looking at some draft boards last night on HQ, and he went, oh, like twelfth or something like that. I think it was a ten-team league, and Fournette. And you know what? Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. If you don't think you're going to get him in round three, it's hard to find a running back who's going to dominate touches. You can't find Ezekiel. It's the only one. Uh, Barkley. I don't know. It's hard to find a running our, back who's uh, going to dominate touches f- like Fournette. Our former colleague Nick Costas had a draft last night, and he took his first three picks. He had. Uh, I forget his first round pick was. Oh, uh, he took Zeke at six. I think this is draft. He took Zeke at six. He took Dalvin Cook in round two, and he took Leonard Fournette in round three. Yeah, I mean, wow. Leonard Fournette would never last that long in our leagues, but we talked about it, uh, like in the leagues that the us that we are in. But in CBS leagues, he might. But on Yahoo, his ADP is late round three in a twelve team league. So you could kind if you have a top six pick, I'd say, you can basically game plan to get Fournette in round three. I hope, you know, I can't guarantee it. But, all right. So that's Dave's uh, bull prediction number one for me. Jimmy Garoppolo, top five quarterback. Kyle Shanahan, great track record. Garoppolo has averaged an 8.5 yards per attempt with San Francisco. That's really good. And this is the YPA offense. What? YPA for life. <laughs> YPA for life. <laughs> this is the offense that I think could, you know, join that group of amazing offenses. It's a bit of a dark horse, but I like the Niners. All right, uh, I'll, I'll, round I'll two. take one more. I'll take one step further for you, the 49ers. Marquise Goodwin and Matt Breida will be their best receiver and running back. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, that's kind of the problem. Is they just have so many guys. Uh, go ahead, Jamie, with uh, number two. Uh, again, I'll just kind of go back to another one. Uh, Lamar Jackson goes for 3,000 and 1,000 and becomes a top five run, uh, fantasy quarterback this year. 3,000 yards, 1,000 turnovers. Very right. impressive year. <laughs> a lot of fumbling for him. Yeah. You know, it's funny because uh, I, I talk about the Drew Brees-Lamar Jackson pairing and how you can sit Brees in all his road games and start Jackson. But week we one... would start Jackson for every game. But week one would be really tough because they both, I think, are set up for a lot of success. With Brees at home against the well, Texans. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll find out how bad this Texans defense could be. They still may be decent. Honestly, there there are almost no DST, no defenses that I think stop Drew Brees at home in primetime. Am I am I crazy? I guess I should go. I have to go back and look at how he did in, at home in primetime last year. But I know his track record is just outstanding. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's like it's week one. Sure. He's gonna show off. And he went off week one. It wasn't a primetime game, but he went off week one last year when the shock of all shocks that they were chasing the Bucks. Oh, okay. Uh, Dave, bull prediction number two. Cooper Cup will be the Rams' best fantasy receiver. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we have we have acted as if he did not tear his ACL, or at least we're not worried about it. And I'm I'm there too. Rams aren't worried about it. They didn't even give him a non-contact jersey when training camp started. Cool. All right. Uh, for me, Derrick Henry is less than sixty percent owned by week eight. I seriously doubt that will happen as people will be stubborn about it, but my, my prediction is basically Derrick Henry is one of the biggest busts in fantasy. I have no interest Adam, in we saw on our on our HQ show on Monday night that people were still taking Derrick Henry as soon as round two in some of the draft boards that we saw. It It's preposterous. His ADP is round four, and I think that's preposterous. I, I, I have a hard time taking him in round four. 
I, the, some of the drafts we did, I got him in round seven. I love that. Yes. I, I think you, I think in a non PPR, if you got him in late, late, late round five, I think you should feel pretty damn good. Yeah. I just, there's two, well, a guy who doesn't catch passes, it's too easy for the game script to go bad. Uh, Calvin, oh, oh, sorry. My last one. Calvin Ridley's a top 10 wide receiver. I think he could be the next Juju Smith-Schuster. And we, we know the schedule's pretty good for Atlanta in terms of a bunch of indoor games, just opportunities for Calvin Ridley. The schedule's it's actually tough. The schedule's the setup tough? Is good. The environment's good. Okay. Uh, Jamie, what's I, your I third? think they're going to be in a lot of games where they're going to have to throw, period. Yeah. It's a bold prediction. You can't get mad at me if I'm wrong. Calvin Ridley, top 10. <laughs> Jamie, third bold prediction? Wait a minute. Is, th- th- is this the bold prediction segment or say whatever you want and if it happens, then you look like a genius and if not, then who cares? I mean, they're basically the same thing. This is my favorite segment. The whole, oh, okay, then you... I got to start changing some of my bold predictions. <laughs> Everything on FFT should just be in the guise of bold predictions. Uh, what do you got, Jamie? Uh, Evan Ingram will be the number one fantasy tight end this year. Oh, ooh. Yeah, sexy. I like it. You are you are definitely more in on the next three than the first three. Oh, a hundred percent. The ADP is just so much better. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's very good. Dave. Uh, Kyler Murray will finish as a top twelve fantasy quarterback. Not bold you enough. Can take Jamie's excitement. Not about, bold enough. Fine. He's going to be the number one quarterback <laughs> in the history of fantasy football. He's going to be better than Michael Vick was so many years ago. Better than Dan Marino in all those years. Better than Patrick Mahomes. He is going to break fantasy scoring. He's going to be amazing. There you go. Sixty touchdowns. Six thousand seven hundred yards. One interception. Do you have any week seventeen where, where Kyler and Darren Waller are your starters at quarterback <laughs> and tight end? I do not, but I have leagues where they're both on my bench, but not as starters. No, not as starters. I don't have to draft them as starters. You're right. Yeah. So I said on the HQ, my bold prediction was that TJ Hawkinson gets two thousand yards and eighteen touchdowns, the greatest year in tight end history. But Dave just totally won up me with his Kyler Murray predictions. Well, I mean, we can say whatever we want right, right. now. No, and if we're no wrong, so what? Exactly. Right. Okay, last break of the show. When we come back, week one streamers and some NFL predictions. We'll pick our division winners and whatnot. We're going to do that with uh, Heath and Ben tomorrow as well so everybody can get their picks in. And uh, your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We'll be right back. The hit Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docuseries showcasing real-life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Week one streamers. Yeah, let's make a song out of it. Okay. Quarterbacks. We're streaming quarterbacks. Who are we looking at? Stafford. So I think the Cardinals did not give up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks last year because their run defense was so bad. Do you worry that could happen in this scenario? Oh, I'm not hoping to start Matthew Stafford if I don't have to, but like I'll give you an example of one league where I am starting. I'm starting with Matt Ryan in a Dynasty League, where I have Wentz, Ryan, and Stafford. Why aren't you starting Wentz? It's, too, it's super flex, sorry. Ah, ah there that you makes go. sense then. I'll yeah. still go Matt Ryan over Matthew Stafford for, for the reason that you said. I think that the Cardinals' run defense is, is going to be a sieve. 
Shefford might have 202. Isn't it I don't Civ? see him having a, a huge game. Civ, Civ, Sub. Last time I checked, <laughs> doesn't matter. It's a bold they're, prediction. Their pass defense had Patrick Peterson. Right, that's the thing. They're, they're down. Their, their cornerbacks are injured or suspended. No Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. And uh, that does help. Stafford's 46% owned. Would you rather stream Jimmy Garoppolo or Matthew Stafford? Garoppolo Gar- at Tampa Bay. Garoppolo. Okay, he's 70% owned. Yeah. How about the guys in the Jets-Bills game? Both are available, Allen and Darnold. I like Darnold better than Stafford. Um, I like Allen better than Darnold. So this is another situation where the Bills actually gave up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks last year. They saw the second fewest pass attempts per game. They were good on a yards per attempt basis, but you just ran and ran and ran all over them. So that's why I don't know how I feel about Darnold in this game. And then, you know, like I'm going to say this now, I'm going to say this during the starter sit episodes. I don't know what last year's stuff means. Not much. Bears pass. In this case, it doesn't mean anything because it's a whole new Jets offense. True, but I mean, Bill's defense it still could be really bad against the run, and they were legitimately good against the pass last year. Is Tredavious White playing? I believe so. Uh, yeah, I think he is. Well, they added Ed Oliver in the draft, and he's looked pretty good this preseason, and their linebackers are as healthy as they can be. It's going to be a good defense. Okay. Um, all right, so Matthew Stafford's a good option, and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 70% own, a very good option, hopefully. <laughs> if you can't do it against the Bucks, then I'm going to have to change my bold prediction. Uh, running backs. Any running backs to stream? Um, if you're looking for some PPR guys, Chris Thompson is 48% owned. Jalen Richard is 38% owned. And they could clearly be involved in their offenses. TJ Yeldon is 10% owned. We don't know how that's going to go in Buffalo. So he could have a you know decent role. Um, Dario Gumbawale, if it's going to be an up-and-down type of game and they want to use him in the passing game, he's free. He has no ownership. And then if you're looking for maybe a sneaky guy, Justice Hill with the Ravens is 52% owned, and they could be in a blowout game where they can use him maybe pretty handily. Also, just given how bad the Cardinals' run defense is, if C.J. Anderson is going to get a decent workload, he's 38% owned. What's Naheem Hines' ownership at? Naheem Hines at 35%. Okay. I like him in PPR as a streamer. What do you think about Ty Montgomery? I'd like to see how this all works before I would consider using him. By any stretch, but he's he's in you know one of the guys I'm, I've mentioned in the waiver wire. Okay, yeah, I I think that it's you know there are no buys this week, so you don't have to go too crazy. But I, it's really not hard to see Chris Thompson catching like seven passes, right? I mean they're gonna be trailing absolutely, and he got off to an amazing start last year before getting hurt. Um, I think the one thing like with Darnold uh, and Montgomery and like I'm I'm writing about Chris Herndon, uh, the Jets aren't, I think, very good options as, like, their second-tier guys. Like, you're obviously drafting Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder, and, and Le'Veon Bell. But they're going to be amazing waiver-wire guys because their their buy is early. That's the thing that stinks. Then they have um, – yeah, their buy is early in, in week four. Um, but, you know, if you can sort of wait to pick these guys up, they could be really good down the stretch. So that means Chris Herndon's not back till week six. He's not back till week six. But, like, if you're telling me and, and you know, I, I – there's a handful of number two tight ends that you can look at. Some of the also-ran guys of Jimmy Graham, Greg Olson, Kyle Rudolph, they're all in that range. Um, you could look at you know, a high upside guy like, like Darren Waller. I'll take Chris Herndon over all of them because I think once you get to week six and the rest of the year, he's going to be a number one tight end. Oh, dude, my, my brother, I help him with his draft every year, and like 50% of it is telling him who to pick. 50% of it is telling him not to pick Jets. 
<laughs> and I just he's like he's like, dude, you know who's gonna be really good? Chris Herndon. I'm like, come on, he's yeah, suspended that's, that's, four games. You don't have to draft Chris Herndon, man. That's a unicorn for him because he's a hurricane on the Jets. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, you don't have to draft him, but he's going to be. I'm telling you. Couldn't you draft Waller or Hawkinson, and then after the first couple of weeks, if they bottom out, assuming you have another tight end, you just pivot to Herndon. Yeah, I would. I would easily go Hawkinson over Waller just because of schedule. But but did you know who I did tell him to draft actually as the Zach Ertz owner, and he's in a, like a 17 round draft, so the benches are a little deeper. I think if you own Ertz and you're in that situation, I think it's worth owning Goddard. I think Ertz is the only tight end worth handcuffing. Okay, I mean, you can make, maybe make an argument for Rudolph if you want to go really deep. Wh- what? What do you mean? If you want to handcuff Kyle Rudolph to Irv Smith. Oh, to Irv like Smith. Oh, That's yeah, if you're yeah. in like a 22-team yeah. league. But like, I, start a tight end. I mean, I could see Goddard. I could see Goddard being a top five tight end if Ertz were out. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wide receivers to stream. <clears throat> um, how about like, John Brown? Love Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin, forty three percent. I also put down John Brown, fifty nine yep. percent at the Jets. Um, so the way, like, I'm, you know, for the guys, people are going to read the story. Uh, it's kind of like a late round flyer type thing for those of you still drafting, and then um, the you know first run of waivers. Uh, I think you absolutely take a chance on on Brown on Goodwin. Um, I think you can look at the the Saints third and fourth receiver, depending on how you, you view them, Ted Ginn and Traquan, because of the home game against Houston. You know, one of those guys I think is going to score. Um, yeah, I have a couple other names here. Um, I have a bunch. I mean, I know oh. uh, how deep you want to go. DK, I think Mech, both, DK both Metcalf. Guys. Both who? If he plays, he, yeah. he might score a touchdown. Against the Bengals. And then, like, Michael Gallup is someone that I, I feel like I've neglected because I guess there's some buzz on Michael Gallup. I actually... This is an interesting matchup for him against the Giants because they have Janoris Jenkins, who could do a pretty good job on Amari Cooper, but then like they're probably starting a rookie at their second corner, and if not, they're just they they're going to be a little weak at second corner probably. And but people seem to like Michael Gallup. I'm surprised he's 62 percent owned because I've never even given a thought about drafting him. What do you guys think yeah, about I, him? I, I kept moving him up in the preseason. I mean, he looked good, and you know the problem is is that there are a lot of mouths to feed there. If if Jayden, Jason Witten has uh, you know, his usual role and, and Randall Cobb does anything. But, you know, he's going to get a lot of single coverage. I, I kind of view him as Terrence Williams. You know, he'll have some some big weeks. He'll have some weeks where he disappears. You know, when the Cowboys had Dez and Jason and, and DeMarco Murray. Well, for Gallup, like Goodwin, Metcalf, and Brown are all owned in fewer leagues than Gallup. It's very close Yeah, you take to all Brown, those guys over. But, yeah, right? I mean, I think he's a, I think he's a little over-owned. And, okay, if there are any other guys, speak now or forever hold your peace. I mean, the two Ravens guys. You know, I mean, you, you can honestly say all four Ravens guys. That's because problem, right? they're all they're all available. Boykin, Brown, Sneed, and Chris Moore. If you want them, those are on the lesser scale. But uh, Boykin's at sixteen percent ownership. Marquise Brown is at twenty eight percent ownership. I mean, the, it's a free space against Miami. Pick one, Boykin. Boykin makes sense. Damian Willis is also on my list. Going to start at receiver for the Bengals. They're going to chase points. All right, tight end. Uh, I, I Will Disley. Any he's the only in one for. It's funny you say that. I have like eight tight ends that I'm writing about. He's the only one I wrote for week one. What about Witten? Uh, I mean, he's a hundred years old. <laughs> I know, but if what about any, Waller? Any team? Uh, not for week one. As a streamer, as a streamer, why not no. against Denver? No, I, I thought yeah, the Broncos kind of struggled against tight ends. I thought that was their issue. Yeah, I'm not trusting him. How are they going to cover him? 
how do they cover? How does anybody cover this guy? <laughs> I'm so excited about him. I'm sorry. That's awesome. Uh, the Broncos last year, they were ninth worst against tight ends. I have to dig, do a little digging there. Um, I'll yeah. just throw out two I'll, more I'll names. I'll take Vic Fangio over Vance Joseph. Jeff Swaim against Kansas City. Uh, is he playing? I don't know. He's I, banged up. I'm yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews at Miami. Sure. He's a, he's a top 15er for me. Yeah, I think he was too owned, though. Oh, okay. And then DST. Okay. DST is easy. Like, Bengals, 39%. I love the Eagles, 59%. You said mm-hmm. Bengals. Uh, you mean Seahawks, Seahawks. Seahawks against the Bengals. You don't yeah, want to Mark, start Mark the Andrews is available in uh, 32% of leagues. He's just over the threshold. I look at. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, Eagles, Cowboys, Seahawks. Uh, I think the the Lions in a deep Totally league, agree. Right? This is Eagles, Seahawks, league. Lions are, are the three for me, based on ownership. Eagles, Seahawks, Lions. Eagles, 59%. Seahawks, 39%. Lions, 9%. Who's your favorite? Eagles. Eagles. Eagles are my number one DST this week. I've drafted them in so many leagues. And I actually think they could be good this year. Like, you could keep them, potentially. Yep. Although I don't know that they have a good week two matchup. So, well, whatever. We'll figure it out in week two. Who's going to win the AFC East? I'll give you some kickers if you're just looking for oh, yeah, yeah. drafting. Over week one, guys. Uh, Brett Myers, 57% on. Matt Bryan is 18% on. I mean, that should climb. You know, Yeah, that, that's a great one to go get. Just uh, put him on your team all year. Dan Bailey, remember the Vikings' stupid decision to trade for a kicker? Um, he's 14% owned. And then Jason Myers is 45% owned. Why doesn't anybody like Aldrich Rosas? He's the best player on the Giants. You heard me, Saquon Barkley. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not going to If you had it. hot take music, we'd be playing it right Rewind now. Rewind the bold prediction and put that in the bold <laughs> Aldrich Rojas, best fantasy option for the Giants. No, I didn't say best fantasy option. I just said best player of the Giants. Oh, best player. I'm yeah, come on. All right, who's winning the AFC East? The Patriots. Who's winning the AFC North? <laughs> Steelers. Steelers. I have to make. I haven't made any picks yet. Uh, the Steelers are definitely Good not winning. Prepare for the segment. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, I don't think the Steelers are. I think the Ste- no. I, I think the Steelers run is over, baby. I think. I do. I think the Browns are going to win. I'm going. I'm going to go with the Ravens. No. I'm going to go with the Browns. Okay. New England. Cleveland. Uh, who's going to win the South? The Texans. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna win the South. Who's gonna win the West? Take, I'm gonna take KC. The Chargers are going to win the West. Oh, spicy meatball! All right. Uh, so New England, Pittsburgh, Houston, Chargers for Dave. New England, Pittsburgh, Houston, Kansas City for Jamie. New England, Cleveland, Houston, Kansas City for Adam. What? You know what? I'm gonna do mine tomorrow. I don't feel comfortable yet. Dave, uh, who's gonna, who are the wild cards in the AFC? Kansas City and Cleveland. Yeah, Jamie. Miami. Browns, Browns and Jaguars. No, no, no. You can't pick the Jaguars on my show. Why can't he pick the Jaguars? They suck. I almost picked the Jaguars. I, I've gone back and forth on the Jaguars winning the division. I can see it. It's no, they, not they, they're, out of the they're good. They're good. It's really not. They're good. Um, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So wait. You so know what? I'm going gonna, gonna to take that back. I'm going to say that because now that I'm thinking about it, I think they're going to get to 10 and 6, but the Chargers are going to still finish with a better record than them. I think the Ravens. If they're 10 and 6, is that better than what you've got the Texans at? No, I think the Texans are also 10 and 6, but they win the tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm going to have to put the Ravens. I think that's one of those that they, they miss because the, char- the Chargers just are going to have an easier path. 
All right, who's going to win the NFC East, which has not has not had a repeat winner since like 2004 or something? Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. Who won it last year? The Cowboys won it last year. Okay, so no repeat winner. Eagles, Eagles, uh, NFC North. I have a hard time. Packers. I'm going to take the Bears. Bears, Packers. Okay, NFC South. Saints. Falcons. This division is wide open. How about the NFC West? 49ers. Yo, the NFC is awesome. The, the NFC is so, is very fun. The Rams. You still owe me a bet, by the way. He owes you a bet or he owes you a... He owes me paying off a bet. Ah. I think you still owe me like $150 for winning a fantasy league, by the way. Wow. Really? I'm not sure. I'm gonna check. Like, Bro. would you? Have How pay- are you not sure if somebody would you have PayPal it to me? Fifty dollars. Because when it comes to Jamie, and- it's not like a lunch. It's one hundred fifty dollars. I know, I know. It's like two lunches. Uh, who did you pick to Jamie? Who did you pick to win the West? The Rams. You owe me from our. Uh, who will run away with their division more last year? The Rams or the Steelers? <laughs> Wait, Dave. Who did you pick to win the West? Your team didn't even make the playoffs. Dave, who'd you win to pick, pick the West? Uh, who'd you pick to win the West? Seahawks. Seahawks, okay. And uh, wild card teams, Dave. Oh, I'm not sure. I think I'm going to go Panthers, Rams, but I feel like I'm copping out by taking the Rams. I'm I'm actually not loving the Rams this year. Jamie, uh, Panthers, Saints. Panthers, Saints. All right, three NFC South teams for Jamie. Philadelphia for both of you guys. Chicago for Dave. Green Bay for Jamie. Seattle for Dave. The Rams for Jamie. Carolina for both of you as wildcard teams. And then Dave took the Rams and Jamie took the Saints uh, in the wildcard spot. All right, cool. Uh, do we have time for emails? Yeah, we do. Fantasy football. Wait, 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 we're not going to make a Super Bowl? Oh, we went this far. That I do have. I, I'm taking Chiefs over Falcons. I have Chiefs over Eagles. Get your shoulder pads and birthmarks ready. It's the Drew Brees Bowl. Saints over Chargers. <laughs> Weird. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. D, uh, from Mark, from the third most populated city in Pennsylvania. Harrisburg. Allentown. There you go. Is that the real answer? Yeah. Dear Jerome, Willie, Le'Veon, and James. Steelers running backs. Week one flex, Calvin Ridley or Tevin Coleman? Coleman. Half PPR, by the way. You got to go with Coleman. What's your favorite Billy Joel song? Um, what's I, I don't even know the name of it. Piano Man. It's da 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 I'm not like a crazy oh, Billy Joel fan. Is that the Entertainer? Yes, that's what it is. That's your favorite Billy Joel song. I like it. Hmm, interesting. I think I mine like all is... the different noises that are made in that song. She's always a woman to me. You're always a woman to me, Adam. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why I, I identify with it. Uh, this. Hey, you do you, baby. This is no name or city, Dave. It's Tuan from uh, Rancho Cucamonga, California. <laughs> Dear Mitchell, Kirk, Jimmy, and Josh. Those are quarterbacks. They've got to have something else in common besides being quarterbacks, though. Yeah, what is that all about? All right, I just drafted a 12-team, 1QB league. Oh, oh, I know what it is. <laughs> we're about to find out. 17 quarterbacks were drafted, so I'm stuck with 
Mitchell Trubisky is my starter. I'm deciding between Trubisky, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, and Jimmy Garoppolo as my week one starter. I actually have a similar decision in a league where I only drafted Andrew Luck. It was a keeper. I only kept Andrew Luck, and I didn't draft another quarterback. This was a few weeks ago. And so, oh no, I remember that league. I'm sorry, man. Oh no, I love my team. It's just who are uh, your quarterbacks? Uh, so right now I have Trubisky, and um, available are Darnold and Josh Allen. I am probably going to drop Trubisky to start Josh Allen this week, and then pick up Sam Darnold in a couple weeks. So I'll go with probably a combination of Darnold and Allen. I would go Garoppolo. He's not available for me. But I would go Garoppolo for the. <laughs> yeah, I was answering. So the Jamie just basically answered his own question and didn't and ignored Twan in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Jimmy Garoppolo, week one. That's who you should go with. Uh, I think the Packers defense. I, mean, I think we're going to learn a lot. On, hopefully, learn a lot on. Thursday I actually night. like the Packers. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's much much improved. It I don't. Be anyway. What's their ownership? Are they a streaming option? No, I would stream them this week, but I want to see how they perform because I mean, yeah. like you give, you give. Decent offense is a good time. They'll find a way to uh, be successful. But I want to see this Packers defense. I do think they're going right. to be good. Yeah. yeah. Not a layup like last I'm year. I'm streaming them. Uh, you are? All right. I mean, we just yeah, gave such better options. Philadelphia, Seattle, Detroit. Oh, of course I'm going to go with uh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. They're behind those guys. But I'll take them over the Texans. I'll take them over a bunch of other DSCs that you may have drafted. Would you take them over the Jaguars? Go Jaguars. I believe I have them ranked ahead of the Jaguars this week. I think the Jaguars will get enough sacks, but okay. Um, from Michael, D.D. Westbrook, D.D. Westbrook or Josh Gordon? Did we answer this yesterday? I don't know. Even if we didn't, I'd go Westbrook, PPR, Gordon, non. Yep. From Corey in Pennsylvania, is Albert Wilson a reliable flex? I wouldn't use the word reliable, but he's intriguing. PPR flex. And from Christopher in a D.C. burb. Clarksville. Hey, Ben, Chris, Kate, and Jim. Hmm, I, this one I really don't know. Who would you go with as a flex in half PPR? Duke Johnson, Tevin Coleman, Latavius Murray, or Sammy Watkins? Coleman. Coleman. Ben, Chris, Kate, and Jim. Is that the office? No. Just making stuff up. I think it's Parks and Rec. Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know who Ben, Chris, Kate, and Jim are. Oh, I know who it is. Yeah, I do too, Jamie. Who is it? No, no, wait, wait, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, goodbye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>